Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. All right, and we are back with part two of my review of Try One. If you don't already know, I am Becca the host of Becca Babbles podcast. And last week I posted a podcast all about my review of Try One. You're probably going to want to listen to that one. It's more about like the classes and what to expect and a little bit of like lessons I learned along the way, just little tidbits. And if you want to like get introduced into some of the professors that you'll have and stuff like that. But this one I wanted to finish up and talk about like what my first day, my first week was like, what like I'm thinking my future plans are going to be like and answering some of your guys' questions because I know you guys want those answered and I want to answer them for you. So we are going to get into this so it doesn't end up being super long because we don't want three parts. (laughs) Um, So my first day to be honest was online so I'm not really gonna count my quote first day as first day I'm gonna be like more like first day on campus because I feel like that's when it felt like school actually started the first day of school when it was online it was kind of funny um you just I just got on my computer at I think my biochem class was my first class and it was at 10 a.m. And we do Microsoft um, Teams. and Or no, it was Google, not Google, Blackboard. Blackboard co- Collaborate. And you get to see like all these people's names pop up and stuff like that. And because my try is a summer try, I started May 1st. And those, the summer ones, if you're able to get in, during the summer session, I highly recommend because it is a very small try compared to like the fall. So my try, I think, is only 60 people. It's like 60 or 80, somewhere between that. It's kind of hard because there's still some people that are online, but I'll fully know how many there's going to be next try because everyone has to be online unless they're in the blended program. But um, compared to like in the fall, that one has like 300 people. So it will be extremely helpful for labs, especially adjusting labs, or at least this is what I've been told, um, when you have less people at your table, especially when I have gross next try um, and I have this full cadaver. um, And I want to like, I want to be cutting this cadaver. Like I'm the person who's like, let me into this cadaver. I want to cut this thing up. I want to poke the different things. I want to see what the human heart looks like. All these things. Um, I promise you I am not a serial killer. I just think the body is really cool. Um, <laughs> and if I have like 10 other people surrounding my table, it's like, okay, I'm not going to get as much out of it as if like there was only three or four of us so take it with what you want but I'd say if you can try and get into that summer try so I got to see like everyone popping up on the screen um it didn't really mean much to me because I didn't know any of them the only person I knew was Ashley 
Um, I literally just called her out. Well, I didn't say her last name, so it's totally fine. Um, but that was because we were in try or not a try. We were in physics together in the pre-DC program. And that was the only person I knew. And some people knew each other because they went to in-person orientation. And this girl was driving back from Colorado when that happened because we did not know that orientation was in person. I thought it was online. And I was like, I can just listen to the recording. If I knew it was in person before I went to Colorado, I probably would have come back from Colorado a little bit sooner. But like, I had fun in Colorado, so no regrets there. And I still made like a ton of friends throughout the try. So um, it didn't really feel like a full day, um, obviously, because I had all my classes and it was literally just them going over the syllabus like normal classes. I will say you still have quizzes and things that you need to do, but it's not, I think try ones because they know like you're super nervous and you're little babies and you will be called a baby a lot when you are in try one, especially if you are under the age of 21, even my own classmates when, cause I turned 21 this year. Um, a lot of my classmates were like, Oh my gosh, you're a baby. I'm like, yeah, sure. Thanks. <laughs> um, so you will get called a baby a lot. And I'm assuming if you're also going to metal, medical school and listening to this podcast, you will probably also be called a baby as like your first, do they call them trimesters? I don't know what medical school does, but we'll see. If you're going to medical school, let me know. <laughs> but you will be called a baby a lot. And you, they, they're, they're just really nice to you. <laughs> they, they give you as minimal as possible the first week. So don't stress out. Um, definitely read over the syllabus, kind of get a better understanding, start planning your planner or whatever Google calendar thing that you have. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It's back to like something is better than nothing. At least get something down. So you have a general idea and you can always keep fixing it. I want to let you know that like, I am still and I'm probably going to definitely have to because try two is going to be more online compared to try one. I am still redefining my my calendar, my schedule, what works best for me, studying, all that stuff. Um, but my first in-person class was my biology of cells and tissue. So if you listen to the last podcast when I talked about the little little lady who has her accent, Dr. S, um, she's super sweet. If you get a chance to meet her, definitely go up and say hi and say that Rebecca Patterson said hi. Um, I, I loved that class. She's so cute. Um, but it was definitely when I walked in because I didn't know anyone. Um, and my friend who was in the pre-DC program, she was still online. So I didn't have her. And I walked in and it's one of those weird feelings where you walk into that first class and you're like, where do I sit? I don't know where to sit. And so I just picked a random spot. Um, and I was sitting next to this girl and she she's really sweet. Um, and I ended up finding out that she was also in my lab, which was pretty nice. And you just, you go talk. My, my main goal that week was like, meet as many people as you can. Because you don't know who's going to end up helping you. And you're going to end up becoming friends with them later. You're going to end up having them in your class later. So why not start building that relationship now instead of later and being like, I know you're in my try, 
but I don't actually know your name or know anything about you. And it's, I, in my opinion, it's going to make it a little bit harder um, when you're like maybe doing a group project or you are having to palpate them. The more you're able to like, like me and my friends, this is going to sound really weird, but we like touch each other a lot because like we're chiropractors. It's like you're going to have to palpate the body. And it's a lot easier to do quick scan when you know the person instead of being like for the first time, hey, what's your name? Cool. You're in my try. All right, I'm going to start palpating you, especially as a try one if you're not used to being comfortable being touched. Um, again, it's a lot easier when you already have a relationship. It doesn't even have to be a big relationship, but knowing the person somewhat. Um, but then it was like, <laughs> it's one of those things where I think the next week my spot was taken because I had, oh, I had shown up late because I had an appointment. I wasn't technically late for the class, but I was later than what I usually am. I'm one of those people who like to show up early for class, um, but that day I was not. I was like, crap, um, there's no parking, so I have to park all the way at clinic. And then I was still trying to figure out where which building was what because every single building looks the same except for the south building. And it's in this like kind of little circle, but not a circle. And I think I was going towards the North building and my class was in the East building. And I was like, shoot. Um, and I'm doing that whole like speed walk situation where I'm like, I'm going to be late for class. Um, and I wasn't. But the thing was, is I was like, oh, shoot, I don't know where I'm going to sit. And to be honest, I feel like I was blessed that day, even though it didn't feel like I was, because when I was able to sit in that new spot, I was able to build like really strong relationships. Um I don't even think people in my class actually know this. <laughs> they were probably just like, oh, she just sat there that day. No, it was literally because I was late. Um, and that was the only open seat that was in the front. I have to. I have to sit in the front or I will not pay attention for the life of me. Um, so I ended up sitting in the front. And then that ended up being my defined spot for that day. And... It was cool because then a group of us, because clubs don't start until I think the third week of the try, um, we went outside and we got to eat lunch. This is my favorite thing about Parker is that like it's very like outside oriented. Um, they have tables outside to eat outside. There's a lot of windows. Um, they want you to get that sunlight sunlight in. Yes, it's hard because it's super hot. So we'd end up being inside a lot more than I'd like to, but I'm excited for the fall when I can study more outside, when I can eat outside and do more things outside and get the benefit of being outside. Um, but with that, because there's so many windows, <laughs> the school likes to make it brutally cold. So if you get cold easily um, or even slightly, I would highly recommend bringing a jacket, especially if you're going to wear shorts. Um, now, for those of you who generally run hot, then this will probably be like your favorite day of your life. But when I went to lunch that day, I got to meet even more people. And what was really cool was like to learn about everyone's different background, to learn about the different like states they're from. Um, I don't want to list out what everyone is because I feel like that's personal to them. But again, I just highly recommend like ask questions, learn about people. Um, I think that's what my favorite thing about doing the podcast. It's, it's allowed me to like learn 
how to ask more questions and become interested about people. So literally just be like a detective and try and figure out who is this person? What are they like? Because you have no idea who this person is. Like, yes, you can make assumptions, but you'll never actually know until you ask. So highly recommend asking. Now, I know I had said that you will be called a baby a lot or like try ones. Oh, you're so cute. Always try one, all this stuff. Um, everyone's going to want to give you advice. <laughs> I'm just going to put it plain and simple. Like, and I, I appreciate the advice. I appreciated all the advice that I got, but I also know getting all this advice can be really, really overwhelming because one person says this, another person says that, another person says download this app, another person says download that app, and one person says study this way, another person says study that way. You get the gist. You can't do everything. You're not supposed to do everything. Again, take it with a grain of salt. And in the conversations that you have, take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. Um, I know for me, I always talk about how I love flashcards. I still really love flashcards. I highly recommend for muscles and um, for the tissues for BCT to get flashcards with space repetition, but definitely like everything I know now cannot be flashcards. And that's something that I had to learn. Um, I don't think anyone told me that till later. But you're going to have to learn things along the way. And people might tell you certain things. But I know for me, like I worked really well with flashcards. But now I know like there's certain things that I need to do that like don't work for flashcards. So also ask advice from people that you trust. <laughs> like, um don't take everyone's advice. And I know it's kind of hard because you don't really know people. And for me, I had the benefit of going to campus during the pre-DC program. Um, so I already kind of knew some people within the club. And there's this one person that I met up outside of school. There will be people who will want, like they, again, like I said, like people really want to help you. You just have to like be willing to be helped. And people will meet outside of school with you, just like work with their schedule and talk with them. But again, like I said, like ask questions, figure out how who the person is and like take information from people that you trust. And that's all I'm going to say. If you are a try one student and you are listening to this podcast right now and I am still on campus um, or honestly, like if you want to message me on Instagram, I know I'm saying that a lot, but like I will help you. <laughs> um, I know what it feels like to kind of like be super overwhelmed with everything and not know where to go. And I was that person that felt that way too. And there were nights where I was like curled up in a ball feeling super overwhelmed and being like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And am I going to be able to handle this? And this is only try one. And everyone's telling me how it's just going to get harder from here. Go back to your why on like why you're doing this um, and go back to, okay, what is working right now? What isn't working right now? What can I fix? What can't I fix? And then also just like remember that it's okay if you cry. <laughs> like it is okay. It is okay to have a freak out. It is okay to feel like you don't have any control because you don't have control over everything. Um, but also realize that there are some things that you can do and you just have to keep moving forward. So 
that was my rant about that. <laughs> um, but like I was saying, definitely make sure you're you're meeting new friends because I think my my first D DAA or my development of applied anatomy like study group session that was one of my favorite things um, I remember a few of us got together and you will get so many phone numbers don't make the mistake that I did where I just like didn't put the person's name um, I handed my phone specifically to the person who was like here you type it in you type in your name because I will just like I have a really bad habit of just leaving the number up there and this person texts me and I'm like I don't know who you are um so don't do what I do um but we had our first study group session together it definitely lasted a lot longer than what it should have um because we all started like brain farting at the end and saying words that we didn't understand but somehow we ended up having like code um like me and my one friend she started um she would not say the word entirely, but I was like, yep, yep, that's right. I understand completely <laughs> or she would say it completely wrong. And I was like, I, I got, I, I know what you're getting. And you start just kind of accepting the weirdness, which I, if you like know me, I love weird because weird is better than normal. In my opinion, it just makes you more interesting and it just, it makes you laugh more. And the more that you're able to create memories and associations with things that you're studying, the better off you'll be. Now, for my future plans, I, like I said, Try 2 is definitely going to be on campus more. It's going to be more hours. I think Try 1 was like 23 or 21 hours, um, and then it will be bumped up to 25, 27, I think. Um, I should have looked that up before this, but I know it's in like the 20-something range. Um, and I'm going to have my first palpating class, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I've already been doing some palpating, so I, I don't want to say it's not going to be hard, but I know for me, I'm going to come in more confident. So again, I highly, highly recommend if you can go to some sort of club that gets you hands-on with people's bodies, go. Because the more you have sensory receptors in your fingers um or just on your body in general and the more that you can develop those like i feel like the best example is like with your feet we're constantly wearing socks and so like though well this might not be a good example because when you touch a rock then you kind of freak out but that's a different type of touch so in your fingers you have sensory receptors and a lot of them have to do with light touch. The more that you can develop those light touch sensory receptors, it's almost like I'm turning on a superpower, you know? Like I'm just like, you have to practice it. Anything's gonna come with practice. And the more that you touch different bodies, this is the key word, different bodies, um, the more you'll be able to figure out what is healthy and what is not healthy or what is right and what is wrong. Um, so just practice with that. Um, I'm going to plan on trying to be better with my schedule. <laughs> I felt like I was extremely all over the place last try because it's funny. People would tell me like they would ask me what my schedule is like or how do I plan for my schedule. And I honestly thought my schedule was great, especially at the beginning. But then towards the end of the try, I got so burnt out. Like I got really, really burnt out. And it was literally because I eat, sleep and breathe school, work and the gym and 
yes, I'm in a doctorate program. Yes, that's probably what it's going to be like. But I don't want my, like, you need time to, like, chill. You need time for your brain to decompress. And I think I also had to be okay with the fact of, like, hey, I'm watching some show that I'm just, like, brain dead to because that is what my brain needs right now. And that's totally okay. Like, it's just because it's not, like, some documentary, it's not, like, some super, like, intense show doesn't mean it's anything wrong just because I'm not reading or just because like whatever thing that you're saying in your head it is okay um let yourself have that time to like be a vegetable because then you can actually stay focused on the things and when you want to stay focused because I almost feel like procrastination happens because we don't give ourselves the time to actually physically fully rest and so we keep procrastinating or we keep taking breaks especially if you're that person who like can start your stuff when you want to but then like you're an hour in um well you should probably take a break after an hour depending on what you're doing but if you find yourself like reaching for your phone or like um and it's only been like 30 minutes it's probably because you haven't allowed yourself those breaks at night um or in between and you're not scheduling those very well so then it's just whenever your body is like okay I'm done like I'm so burnt out and I can barely stretch this out. So just keep those in mind. And I'm even working on that. I'm also working on like, hey, I need to study by myself and totally understand and learn this information, especially since I'm going to be on campus more. I already was studying wise, um, but I had a really bad habit of like being like friends would be saying, oh, we're on campus. You want to meet up, which is totally fine. Um, and I have some people, which you'll learn this when you're on campus, where they're pretty good of just like doing their own thing, which is fine. But it's still, it's really easy to just pop up and start like having a conversation or like get out of the zone. And you just, you need to stay in the zone, or at least for me. And then coming back maybe like a week before the test, like when I had my DAA group study session and like teaching people um like if they're confused or like we're teaching each other we're kind of like building associations with things because we're having fun um my one friend <laughs> he for some reason couldn't understand the origin and insertion of the deltoid and so for now and forever he will always be the one that we look towards to for the answer for the deltoid. But everyone can remember that because you can just see his face and you're like, I know the origin and insertion for that. So it's pretty cool. By the way, the insertion for that is the deltoid tuberosity and the origin is the acromion. Acromion? Yeah. Um, okay. And then my last and final thing I want to talk about before I get into the questions is where I'm going like what am I thinking about because one of the biggest questions you're going to be asked is like what kind of chiropractor do you want to be what do you envision your clinic's going to look like what are you going to do um and I know I'd started this out saying that I want to work with athletes or I want to be more like rehab focused do the adjustments when I need to and then just do like rehab 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 um which I still think is really important but to be honest um I know some people are like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm sticking with this or they've kind of shifted and then they're like, I'm doing this. For me right now, I'm in the place of like, there's so many options that I don't really know. 
Like I'm literally interested in everything, <laughs> um, which people tell me is a good place to be. And I'm a bit nervous because I like having some sort of a plan. Um, but again, I'm at least I'm at least finding different things. And for me, my way of like solving that is like I'm going to be going and shadowing other chiropractors. I'm going to be going to club. I ask other people questions um, about things. And so you can get a sense of different ways that different ways of how people structure their clinic, how they work with people, what gets you lit up and stuff like that. And I think even more than that, understanding myself more and asking myself what I want, which is something that I've realized I've been digging into even more, even outside of school. Um, you know, those like people pleaser tendencies. <laughs> um, but asking myself what I want so then I can actually like figure out what do I actually want in my clinic I will still say if like the female Olympic team wants a chiropractor I am totally like hey I will go but I started learning more about like pregnancy and pediatrics for chiropractic and there's something with me and moms I'm like they are literally the athletes of life um they go through so much mentally and physically for pregnancy and they just keep a smile on and think that like everything's okay or act like everything's okay. And for some reason that's been really tugging on my heart recently. And then kids like, I think kids are super fun. I actually went to go shadow a chiropractor the other day and she does um, pregnancy and pediatrics and there was just like kids running around everywhere. And I was like, holy moly um and it just it was a super fun place but part of me is just kind of like I'd also like to have a normal conversation with the person that I am adjusting um so I don't know if I always want to do kids but I don't know that's something I'll look into and yeah but I also went to a MPI um which is Motion Palpation Institute I went to a seminar with Lindsay Muma um she does pediatrics and pregnancy I think she also does other things but she wrote a book called your pelvic floor sucks I haven't read it yet I want to um and I'm actually going to go shadow her so I'm super excited but she got me really interested in diving into pediatrics and pregnancy and that kind of like lit a fire under my butt and was like "Ooh, this might be something I want to do but another thing that I'm super interested in is neurobase. So depending on what state I'm in, um, I can work on concussions and dyslexia and ADHD and stuff like that. Um, it is changing a bit. So that's the only thing I'm concerned about as far as like going full neurobase. Um, but there's part of me where the place that I want to move or I'm finding myself thinking about moving, which honestly, wherever I get a job first is probably where I'm going to go. But if I could pick, um, would allow neuro-based chiropractic as far as like working on concussions and stuff like that. Um, and then there's part of me that's just like, maybe I should just work with general pop, especially because I want to, um, or it seems like I'm really interested in like everything and maybe just figuring out like, okay, what kind of adjusting, what kind of tools do I want to use or have in my belt and just do general pop. So honestly, we'll see. Um, but for right now, I would 
probably say I'm leaning more towards pregnancy and pediatric. And I kind of want to keep this going where I keep you guys up to date on like how things change and flow. Maybe I'll keep like a spreadsheet or something and be like, when I started, I wanted to do athletes and rehab. Now I'm doing more like pregnancy and pediatrics. Who knows? Maybe next try I'll be like, I want to do neurobase. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But now I'm going to answer some of your guys' questions. So the first question that I had was highs and lows of try one. Oof, man. I <laughs> I was thinking like I don't want to plan this before I answer these questions, but then now I'm sort of blanking and I feel like I've put little little snippets throughout the entire episode of like what my highs and lows are. But the first thing that comes to mind for me as far as a high is... I got it. Okay. My first high was, I feel like I need to do two. My, um, that's not really answering the question, but it's, I'm still answering it. One of the highs that I had was when my professor, Dr. J, so my DAA professor, we had this thing called uh, VH dissector, dissector, where it's a human cadaver that is on a device that pops up and I was having a hard time with the different groupings of the like superficial muscles, the intrinsic or intermediate muscles of the spine and the um, the deep muscles of the spine and like categorizing them. And he he sort of just started like highlighting them. And then because I was the one that asked the question and I did it in like different colors and stuff like that, he labeled it. Becca's Becca's dissection or something like that and then he put try one and so I want to go back and like try 10 and see if it's still there because I am officially still in there so I'm excited about that and then my other high would probably be my first adjustment that I gave um, it was a foot adjustment and I still remember getting it and or like giving it and how excited I was like my face lit up I was like on cloud nine I was like I did a thing I did a thing oh my gosh um and I know it's it's still a foot but for some reason I um it's just when you finally are able to accomplish something and when you are able to congratulate yourself you're like this feels amazing it's like when you when you win a race. That's what it felt like for me. So that was definitely my two highs. Um, I feel like now I need to do two lows. Probably my lowest low was... Mm, I can't remember specifically, but I know it was like in the middle of the try when I think I had a, like a massive breakdown just because I was nervous about... like it was my realization of like what I was doing was not working um and I was burnt out and I just kept pushing through because I that's my tendency of what I like to go towards um because I'm like at least I'm doing something even though I wasn't absorbing anything and I ended up just like I felt bad because I had told a friend that I was going to go to the seminar 
um, to meet this chiropractor. And I was literally any sort of advantage that I could get as far as like palpating, as far as like going to a chiropractor or studying, something like that. I literally just lived in my car. I was like, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. Um, my schedule was insane. Um, and I had the horses on top of it. And I told her I would go after the horses and technically I could have gone, but, and I would have had to hurry up, eat my dinner in like 15 minutes and then book my way all the way back to Dallas. And I literally just laid on the floor and I looked at my mom and I just started breaking down crying. I was like, I can't, I can't do this and I'm going to let her down. And that was just that highlighting moment of being like, who am I doing this for? why am I going to chiropractic school? It's not for anyone else in chiropractic. It is for me and for my future patients. Yes, it would probably benefit me to go to this chiropractor and see what they do. But if I'm not physically present there and mentally present there, I'm not going to get anything out of it. So I'd probably say that was my lowest low. Um, My other low... I don't know if this one technically counts. <laughs> like, I get, like this one's like a funny low. Um, so in doctorate school, you wouldn't think this, but if you know what Kahoot is, it's this um, where you get to compete with your classmates and your professor like asks questions and you get like a multiple choice. Um, probably when I kept smack talking a ton of my friends as far as like I was going to beat them in Kahoot because in BCT um, just because I was genuinely good at it um, it was it was something that gravitated easily towards me Um, and I think we were playing in DAA it was one of the classes with Kahoot and I had lost I lost bad <laughs> and they um, of course because I was smack talking they smack talk back so and there was no way I could come back and my face was like so red um, but it's all fun and games but you know it kind of sucks when you lost oh I should probably also say my lowest low was when I broke my foot and I couldn't play tug of war um, they have these Parker fit games um, during summer jam it's kind of like our like field day for like doctorate students and because I broke my foot I said I was going to do tug of war and I love tug of war it like in fifth grade I was or in elementary school I was obsessed with tug of war and winning tug of war um, just because I tended to be one of the stronger girls and I was like, okay, I'm going to do tug of war. Um, and then I broke my foot and I just had to watch everyone play all the games. And I was like, I'm one of those people who don't like, I'll watch sports, um, but I'd rather be playing it. And so for me, I was like, man, this really sucks. Um, so I would say I would replace that low. Again, those lows weren't too bad, but I feel like that first low was like a low low. Um, okay. So the next question is things I wish I knew going into the program this one's kind of hard because I I feel like I was pretty prepared or I just like don't remember what it was like at the beginning I will say there is something called an adjusted schedule I wish I knew about that um and you can get it adjusted later but because Parker is like it is an accelerated program it is really fast um fast pace you are going through a lot of content but there is where you can have a reduced schedule where it like it you will you won't be in all the same classes as your 
um, classmates, but for the most part you will be. Um, and they try and keep it pretty consistent. I wish, I wish I knew more about that. Maybe just to like ease my mind a bit. Um, I wish I also, I wish I also knew about like the flashcard thing more. Like I'm so grateful about my, um, remnote that I use with like the space repetition and stuff like that. Um, but I wish I knew that like flashcards wouldn't work as well for everything. And hopefully since you're listening to this podcast now, you'll understand that like flashcards are good, but like don't turn everything into a flashcard because you will just have a ton of flashcards to go through and start asking yourself like, why am I making this flashcard? And my goal now is to make like the minimal amount of flashcards as possible um, and even base it more towards like the questions. So like, for example, we have quizzes every week for our classes. So now I will take the quizzes that I get from my teachers and I will look at the question and then I will answer the question from the answer choices because it's multiple choice and then I'll see if like okay how can I rephrase this question to make the other answer choices right or like uh, for example if it's a type of hormone I would be like okay I know growth hormone goes with like build or development of bones and muscles but then if it lists out all these other hormones like prolactin or oxytocin and stuff like that then I would also go in and be like okay can I answer these um, and if I couldn't then my thought process now is then that would then become a flashcard because then I know what type of questions my professors are going to be asking um, and just keep redefining what you're doing that's all I would really say um my favorite thing that I learned about, oh man, this is hard because like, you know, I'm a body nerd and I like love everything. Um, I actually had this question that I had to do for DAA. He wanted to know what our favorite thing was. And I said neurology. And to be honest, part of me kind of just like did that because I needed the extra or I didn't need the extra credit points. But, you know, like it's fun to have the extra credit points. Um, also, no, in doctorate school, some doc- some doctors, well, technically they are doctors, but professors will some professors will give extra credit points so that's still a thing um but my favorite thing that I learned about mm, I would still probably say neurology but not for the reason that I said in the video I think because I knew so much about muscles already it was interesting to learn about the nervous system and kind of get a better understanding especially because even outside of school a lot more people are talking about the impacts on the central nervous system. I even know with like building muscle. Um, so when you do more strength training and you're doing low reps, it's like you are training your central nervous system to produce more force. So that's why you can see like some power lifters where they're like, they're super duper tiny, but yet they can like lift like 300, 400, 500 pounds. And you're like, how the heck can you do that? It's because they've been training their central nervous system for so long to also with like their technique and stuff to perfect that movement. And I just also how people are talking about, there's this new hypothesis out there that um, different people's nervous systems 
retain memories for longer so a good example is like let's say if you were on a restricted diet for like a really really long time and then there's some people who will do reverse diets and they will actually lose weight while they are on the reverse diet Um, they will be able to increase their metabolism all this stuff Um, but then there's some people where they will actually gain weight Um, but they still need to gain weight to get to a healthier state Um, but then they get really scared. So then they'll cut again and you're kind of just reinforcing that pattern into your central nervous system of like, Hey, we're unsafe. So we need to hold on to this weight. Um, and it just goes back to like, all your body's trying to do is to protect you. It doesn't know that you want to lose weight. It doesn't know that you want to have a six pack. It doesn't know that like, um, you want to impress such and such, All it knows is like, I want you to survive so we can get to the next meal. That's literally all it's doing. Um, So the more that you can work with your body, the better it will function. So that was a big rabbit hole for that question. But um, the next question that I have is best study hacks and tips. This one is a really good question. Um, I would definitely still say flashcards with space repetition. If you just use Quizlet, like stop (laughs) I'm telling you this right now like I know some people are obsessed with Quizlet but like it's not space repetition and no if you don't know what space repetition is it's basically when um you have your flashcards but every time you go through your flashcards you consistently have to keep going through those flashcards with space repetition let's say um I'll use the the fate well mm, Okay, for example, your the front like your forehead bone, that's called your frontal bone and then you have your like occipital bone which is in the back and then you have your parsipital and then you have your temporal um and a few other ones. But for example, let's say you really know the frontal bone because it's your forehead bone and that one's if you've been in anatomy for a long time, it's like okay, front that's easy. And you understand that, but every single time you go through your Quizlet flashcards, you have to go through and see the frontal bone. And like, yes, it might take a minor second or you just have to flip through and it's not that big of a deal. But with space repetition, it's like, okay, I got the frontal bone. I got the occipital bone. I got the parsipital bones, but all the little like facial bones in the front and stuff like that got weird names and stuff. And I keep getting those confused with space repetition. It will push back the cards that they know that you have already mastered. Um, So they will only come up like maybe four days later, maybe like a day later, maybe um, a week later, depending on that spacing of repetition to where the ones that you keep getting wrong will come up in the next 30 minutes, will come up like in the next 10 cards or something like that, depending on how often you are missing it. And I found that really impactful and helpful for me, um, especially when it came to knowing the muscles and the the bones and all the tissues. Neurology, I felt like drawing out the roots and the nerves helped a little bit more, especially because I already kind of knew some of the nerves as far as like when it came to studying the muscles. But like I said, I'm kind of changing what I'm doing as far as it goes with flashcards. The next study hack that I would say is like find the best study time for you. And this might mean you have to use a planner. Yes, you know that thing that they gave you in middle school or high school. And they're like, here, use a planner. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll try for like the first week or some of you probably even just threw it out and was like, 
I'm I, when my teacher tells me I have something I'll just like do it or I'll do it at the end of the week like yeah you're gonna need to like use a planner and like actually ask yourself like when is my best study time everyone would freak out at my school because I wake up at 5 a.m and then I was that person who took the exam at like 6 30 a.m because like we are able to, depending, the professors would usually open the exams, most of them, I say most because DAA does not do this, um, would open the exam at like 6 a.m. and you had till midnight to take it. You just had to take it at a, like by the end of the day. But um, for me, like I work best in the morning. I like getting my exams done in the morning before school because I know then I can just like focus on the rest of the day because I knew I had studied throughout the week. I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to study more, especially because like at that point you're just cramming. Um, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but for me, like I know I work really well taking my exams in the morning or studying in the morning, doing that deep work in the morning. My other friend, on the other hand, like he works extremely well at 10 p.m. I don't know how but he just does. And so he would take his exams at like night um, because that's just how his brain works. So stop trying to do what everyone else is telling you to do. Stop trying to like be the 5 a.m. person because for some reason those are considered the most productive people when like literally we still have for the most part the same energy. Um, It's just in different parts of the day. Um, The next thing that I'd say and this kind of goes with like the flashcards thing is like actually understand the material first and this might mean teaching it I know for me I'm planning on trying to do some podcasts as far as like some of the stuff that I learned through try one just to like understand it a little bit more um also because I think it would be cool for you guys to learn but understand the material teach the material fully know what's going on if you have to go and watch some videos on the outside so I'd say things like Ninja Nerd, uh, Khan Academy, Crash Course I feel like is okay um there was actually this one day where me and my friends were going over the special sensory so that would be the eyes and the ears the ears yeah I guess yeah you have two ears um and we were going over it and for some reason there was just something that wasn't clicking so we literally searched up um vestibular system for kids and it was like abc's anatomy (laughs) and there was like this weird blobby thing that was telling us how the ear worked and it was hilarious but it like it made sense and there's this whole thing where it's like if you're able to teach a five-year-old what this is like plain out words that means you actually understand it and this might mean you might have to like teach your family you might have to like call your best friend you might just have to talk to the weird skull face that you have sitting on your desk me right now um, and teach them what you just learned um this might just mean like writing it down for you or writing and taking notes and rephrasing it in your way but like make sure you fully understand it because if you don't and you get that flashcard and you're kind of just like uh like it's going to take you even longer to understand the material and go through the material and at that point you're literally just memorizing and not really understanding it and that was something i really had to learn um And with that, I would say do these like, I don't know if we did these in elementary school or not, but they were like those KWL charts, but I kind of changed it into study 
somewhat study and know charts. And when I would go to the in-person lectures, because they call them lectures, but they were more like recap of what the vodcast that the teacher would post on either the weekends or on Monday um, would be recap of like, okay, make sure you actually know the material. That was me testing myself before the actual test and be like, okay, what do I need to go back over? Um, If they, some teachers, especially DAA, are really good at emphasizing what questions will be asked on the test. So really, really, really pay attention to like, if your teacher keeps emphasizing a question or a certain thing, it is going to be a question. So you better write that down. And if you need to turn it into a flashcard. And my last thing that I'd say is like, have a cutoff time. I'm just going to keep repeating this because that was something I had a hard time with, but like have a cutoff time and have a start time because when you know when to stop um, and you know when to start, then like you can give yourself that like mental space. And if that means you need to go for a walk to like cool off, if that means like that's when you go to the gym and you chill out. For me, it was like the horses. Um, For me, when I drive home, I have a 30 minute drive home. So that's when I like chill out um, and kind of have like that little reset do that because it will keep you from feeling like school is your only thing which like again it will probably be but like it doesn't you don't have to be dreaming and working all the time and with that like sleep please sleep like (laughs) so many people are thinking they need to do these overnight things or like stay up and like cram and um drink all these energy drinks and stay up through the night you're not going to retain anything like you might retain some but again it's just memorizing at that point and like I guess if it's the worst scenario um it's okay but for me it's like I really want to make sure that I'm understanding the material and if you are able to like plan out your best study times your study strategies um and know what you're doing um also having like a little check-in on like if this is working then do that um your first test I always had this thought of like I had to get the first test like I had to get a good grade because that set up my entire um trimester semester whatever and it kind of gave me like some cushion if like I had a bad grade but to be completely honest, I'm starting to reframe this and be like, my first test is usually probably going to be the hardest test because I'm understanding how the teacher sets up their exams, what I need to expect. And I feel like tests, it's kind of hard because I know in try to, I'm going to have more, but like tests are a good time to figure out, especially the first one, is what I'm doing working or do I need to change it? If I got the grade that I want, then like what I'm doing is working. If I got like a really, really good grade, maybe I need, but I got a bad grade on another one, maybe I need to focus on like a different test. Um, And then if like I got a really bad grade, then maybe I need to spend some more time and do something else because obviously what I'm doing is not working. But like don't put your end all be all and feel like you're a failure just because you failed that first exam. Um, Because I even was talking with a friend and she was saying how she failed based off the percentages of like how they set up the class. So definitely look at that. But she failed the midterm and the final, but yet she still got an A in the class. And I was like, how, what? (laughs) Um, So just keep that in mind too. Okay, this last question is a really good question. And I might do a whole separate podcast about this. So I'll do a little bit of like in-depth 
about it, but I feel like it needs a whole other podcast on its own. But the question is, how did you manage your time with meals, studying and exercise? All right. Um, I told you this was going to be a good question. So meal times and meals, meal prep. Like I know some people like they'll buy their lunches and stuff like that, which is completely fine and understandable. But for me, I had um, so I would schedule my week and I had this thought process of it needs to be a nine to five. Um, and I would shift it a bit, especially cause like I like working in the morning, but I was like, I at least want to, my foundation is to spend like, it's going to be a nine to five. And to be honest, try one. You probably don't need to make it like a nine to five. Um, probably like try two and above. We'll see. I'll let you know next time I do a recap, but I'd have that. But then on Saturdays and Sundays, I'd still do schoolwork. I'd say at least do a little bit of schoolwork. Um, but my Saturdays, I would, um, it would be less. And the only reason, like I know some of my friends were able to take the weekends off or at least take Saturday completely off. But for me, since I was working, um, I had to make up time somewhere. But I would say I, may, I was trying to make sure that like my afternoons was like my chill time. So when I am making dinner, like make things in bulk or that's when I do my meal prep and I'd watch like my Netflix show and just like chill out. Um, or at least that's what I would try to do. Um, so kind of grouping things together, I'd say works really well. Um, meal prepping and honestly, like some people are like, you have such creative meals and maybe I need to like post more stuff on my blog on meals. So I'll try and get that done um, during the try or not try during the break. But honestly, as long as you get a protein, fat and a carb and like throw it in a bowl. I know some people want to be super creative. That's great. But honestly, for me, it's like the more that I can focus my mindset on school um, and my podcast and other things like it works for me. Um, I'm like at this point, I just need brain fuel and that's all I need. Um, that's another thing to manage your time. It's not always about time. It's about your energy. And, um, if you're not fueling properly, if you are not giving yourself the adequate rest, this could be like rest, like giving yourself a brain break or like actually sleep. You're not going to be able to have enough time. Um, you, you will have, it will feel like you have more time if you allow yourself to have more energy. I hope that makes sense. And with that, that means for me, like, yes, I need to exercise. Um, now, not in like a compulsive, like seven days a week sort of thing, but I'd make sure I'd get some sort of movement. And I want to highlight this a lot because I don't think people realize this because I talk about going to the gym and lifting weights and all this stuff, but I only go to the gym two days a week. That is it. Um, I do full body. That's why I love full body. Yes, I get more movement because I have the horses, I think like four times a week and, but that will still, that will be going down, um, when I go and try to, but I am still thinking about just doing two days a week. Um, and then I do yoga on Wednesdays, but it's all about figuring out what works for you and really having that planner and like figuring out what makes you feel energized. And then with the studying thing, like figuring out what works for you. I know this is a very general answer, but 
try different things, figure out what works for you. Um, I definitely recommend the whole flashcard space repetition. I recommend doing full body weightlifting. Um, I know some people are super into the cycling thing. Do that once a week. Um, like, I think a good idea that I started doing is planning out your dream schedule. Like, add in the things that you need to do. So, like, add in your classes. Add in... Um, Add in when you would like to study. Add in when you know you're like good at studying. And then look and see what you need to do. And then from there, let's say you want to like exercise three times a week. You want to go weight lift. You want to weight lift two days a week. And then you want to do yoga on another day. Or you want to do your soul cycle or whatever. Okay. See if you have time for that. Is that actually reasonable for you? And some weeks will be different than others, but giving yourself some slack and asking yourself like, what is the most important thing for you right now? Is it having a six pack and like being the most ultimate strongest person on earth? Or is it like getting a good grade in your class? Now I will say like exercise will help benefit that, but you probably won't be like this ultra super athlete like it's it's a give and take and that just you are in a season of life at this time that you just need to focus more on school than you do being this ultra athlete maybe later on you'll become that but like right now that's not your main focus your exercise should be supplementing what you are doing it doesn't need to be your full focus and that that's been something like I had learned but I really really had to learn and we'll probably continue learning through this try. Now it kind of helps because like I broke my foot, but um, well, strained. <laughs> so it like made me like reduce more of my exercise. But still, I would say I'm going to come back a totally different person and a totally different mindset when my foot is fully healed. So I hope that answered your question um, because it was a really good question. I will say I will do a whole nother podcast on that question because I feel like I need to go more in depth with that. Um, but yeah, thank you for all your questions. I thought they were really good. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And like I said in the last podcast, if you have any questions as far as Try One goes or Parker in general or anything else in general, like I am a open book. Um, I want to help as many people as possible if that means like um, chiropractic wise, if that means like helping you with your nutrition, helping you with mindset, helping you with like your body, like I, I want to see more happy people on this planet. So um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag BeccaBabblesPodcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.